Hello, you're listening to a Talkie Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a news slash mailbag episode. I I, have, I was going to do like a full mailbag episode, but I'm like, no, there's like some stuff I kind of want to get Chris informed on. Plus, podcast listeners that don't watch the YouTube, which shame on you for not checking out the YouTube channel. But <laughs> it is what it is. Some people just can only really consume media through podcast like on the road or whatever so i understand but yes as usual what at talkiespare.com is where you can go all of our links to social media links discord all that kind of stuff and yes we're at youtube.com slash spirit so yeah other way you can support us is either patreon or you can become a member on the youtube channel which I'm still trying to get those youtube members up so we can get more emotes Yes. It just keeps bouncing back and forth. I feel like people are eventually going to be thinking that I'm lying to them. I'm like, well, we get close, and then they drop off, and then we build some more. So it is what it is. But I appreciate everybody's support through this whole thing. But yes, let's dive into it. I got a couple, like I said, a couple things that I want to kind of dive into and get Chris's opinion on, plus kind of voice my opinion for the podcast listeners. But a few really cool things happened over the last few weeks that I think is worth diving into. One, of course, being that Disney... Is not doing too good. Big shock, right? <laughs> right. Uh, we talked a while, a while back that uh, they had this whole big deal with Kadansha. They want to get Kadansha titles going forward. And that was this whole big move for them to get into Southeast, Southeast Asia. Because they are one thing that Disney's missing, of course, is stuff created in that region of Southeast Asia and Japan and stuff like that. That people that area would kind of want. So that was their big initiative was, let's get Kadansha. We got Bleach. We're going to move into here. We're going to create all this content. Come check out Disney+. Plus. And apparently that didn't go well. <laughs> apparently that did not uh, succeed as much as they were kind of hoping. Of course, they were getting to anime with, like, Summertime Render before then. But I think the Kadansha thing was a, a huge move for them. But, yeah, they, they lost, I, I think, for Southeast Asia alone, they lost, I think, 4 million. Overall, they lost 4 million subscribers. And a big part of that was that they lost... Hot star, and that caused them to have this massive decline. And yeah, that was majority of that was in Southeast Asia. So I almost feel like here recently with what they're kind of announcing now, which is that they've lost a lot of subscribers and they're pulling back. I think a lot to, of that has to do with the fact they were making a lot of investments and Kadansha being one of them, and they weren't seeing incredible in- increases, which. You would assume, like, whenever you do big deals like that, it's kind of a long-term thing. You have to create it. You have to build on it. And then you'll see success rather than we did this, like, four months ago. Then we've seen a decline this this first quarter, and so now we're pulling back. Yeah, it seems like that's a, a bit quick, premature to pull out of that that quick. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's not them specifically saying that they're pulling out of Southeast, Southeast Asia. It's just here is some signs. They had a drop, and... This is, of course, apparently their second quarterly consecutive drop. So they had a drop in their previous quarter, and now they're reporting more drops here recently. Again, four million that have dropped here recently. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I think overall, but I think, like I said before, with so much emphasis put on Southeast Asia and them seeing a drop, which I think they pointed out there was a they assume that drop is due to the fact they lost like what was it uh, last year they lost the streaming rights to india's uh, indians premier league cricket matches which apparently is what kind of prompted that drop but again how much emphasis do you want to put on that specifically or just that nobody cares to get disney plus <laughs> in that area but um 
why I think this is so significant, and it kind of leads into the ne- the big, next big part they're going to talk about, is during their Disney earning call, CEO Bob uh, Igner said that was it Igner? Somebody said that I said it wrong last Iger. time. Iger. <laughs> I wrote down Igner for some reason. Um, Bob Iger essentially pointed out that they're going to be essentially moving their Hulu content to Disney Plus. So there's a merger that's going to be happening. Of course, for those that don't know, Disney bought Hulu. They didn't buy it in all regions because, like, in Japan, it's still part of a uh, a Japanese broadcast company. But for their Hulu brand, specifically, like, for United States, they keep Disney Plus and Hulu separate. They're going to be merging them. Now, with that, there's a few crucial things that's happening here. One is that, yes, the catalog from Hulu is going to be going to Disney Plus, and presumably they're going to kill the Hulu brand. But additionally, some stuff's not moving over. Now, as an anime fan criticizing Disney, you're immediately thinking things like, okay, what what didn't get to go on Disney Plus when it came over to the U.S.? Which it did elsewhere. Summertime Render. Bleach popped up on Disney Plus, but Summertime Render didn't. And so there's obviously an assumption there of like, hmm, I wonder if that's too much and not cool enough to end up on Disney Plus and maybe they'll possibly drop that from their platform. I haven't checked Disney Plus recently to see if it moved over. It may have, but originally it was on Hulu. They're specifically pointing out that some content will be cut. And that's partially because they just don't want to support that content. And there's also an argument to be made that there's some stuff on Hulu that's not, that's like of other companies like Fox and stuff like that. Maybe they don't want that content on Disney Plus. But the assumption from our side, knowing how Disney Plus kind of works in the United States specifically, they they sort of want to keep that family brand on Disney Plus, so you kind of wonder if some stuff isn't allowed. Granted, Bleach is extremely violent, <laughs> especially this recent season was extremely violent, but it sort of gets a pass because it's Bleach. But that's something that might not transfer to something like Summertime Render or something like that, which has fan service and violence and other stuff that's in it. So it kind of makes me wonder what's all expecting that. And like I said, part of that whole deal that shift is that they are going to be essentially what they specifically put is McCarthy a Disney said that they were going to be removing content stating that it's going forward we intend to produce lower volumes of content in alignment with this new strategy shift um, and some 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 content spending cuts will be hitting primarily in 2024 as such they have committed to stuff this year which again things like Kadancha's deal it's a contract they're probably still going to fulfill it but you wonder if that will continue beyond into 2024. So I think that's the big the big question mark that I have, really, is what, what your thoughts are on. Do you think this is a sign that, that since they've seen this massive... I mean, it's not massive. I mean, they still have, you know, over 150 million subscribers, but that's technically huge. That's technically a significant blow to them, especially when they're investing so much and not seeing anything back from it. I, I I'm do want to point out i i worded that wrong when i said pull back thing it meant more along the lines of just you know kind of a filling their fingers out there and just kind of ooh i touched the hot spot but um no the streaming is such a fickle thing i and i think that that's a lot of it um Watching streaming platforms over over the years, it, it's it's almost I, I I put it almost in the same category as um, when somebody wants to try and become a streamer. Um, 
they they they'll they'll bust their butt for years and years and they'll never never make it unless they randomly go viral and then they they take off and i i think that it's something similar in the cat the vein of um streaming platforms in general um they they either make it or they don't they the so for every every streaming platform that you see out there there's maybe one or two that have actually honestly made it you youtube being one of them um hulu's uh kind of in this weird realm of yes it's got its um it's stability but it never really took off per se i remember for the longest time that a lot of people said they were just subscribing to hulu for office and <laughs> they yeah. just wanted to binge watch office and they then they stopped so it's like this and it's what's kind of funny is because hulu seen an increase over these quarters so it's like what is your what is your foresight there like do you mm-hmm. see that you're going to be losing some of these brands that everybody's watching and so you're like well we're just going to merge it because we're going to probably lose yeah, a, lot of, I, a lot of people I, at that point I, I think that because they had it sanitized, uh, it effectively sanitized of the Disney brand, um, most of the other companies were okay with still using them. Um, most of the ones that were pro- that probably had a problem already jumped off of the, the platform in general. Um, I think it's a f- funny thing because Hulu was kind of in this neutral territory of being able to stay away from them. Um, but with uh, other companies like uh, Pluto and and some of the 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 other one that we had talked about recently, where they've tr- they're kind of trying to stay neutral and just be a come to us and then we'll we'll feed it out into the the wild. Um, it's in this weird category. Um, Hulu is is one of the few that has a kind of robust uh, system behind it, but at the same time. I, if if they're 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 in this kind of danger zone of probably people are just moving on to other places. So yeah, it's an it's an interesting tidbit uh, to think about for sure. It I I I would say that it I think that it does have a lot to do with whether or not they have that stability. And I I don't know. I don't think that they really do have the stability that they used to have. Their the t- their time is probably waning at best. I think the biggest kind of point to really point out, I mean, it is they still did well because, of course, they have the theme parks and stuff that still made them profit uh, profitable over the last two quarters. But it is something to be said in the idea that, again, how they obviously seen that all this stuff they're working on is not working out for them. And somebody said, stop, whatever you guys are doing, stop and pull back. You guys are losing a lot of money. We're still staying afloat, but we can't keep seeing this sort of loss and expect that we can just rely on the theme parks and everything to hold us up. But again, my, I guess my core thing is really, do you think, do you think this means they might be pulling away from anime? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, mean it, we, we it, never it, really it's, had it's any easy, hope in them in the begin it, with. It's, it's easy to, to, to pluck the, the things that are not working. It's the hard thing is to uproot things that are, mainstays like well, like I mean, you were mentioning the theme park the theme the 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 thing that happened a couple of years ago that affected everything was probably the harshest blow to them uh because that that closed down their theme parks um then you have 
uh, a lot of their um, their main IPs are they're trying to recycle a lot of their main IPs, and that's not working as well as they are hoping it would. Disney is still a, a, a massive name, um, so they as long as they don't lose that, they'll probably be all right. But when it comes down to it, they are they're they're having a hard time in general uh, fighting with what they they can uh, uh, squander as it is. I guess the big telling point is Bleach hitting their platform would have been that last quarter of last year. And if, well, would that be, I I guess they didn't specify fiscal or not, but you would assume that they would have seen a significant increase. And if they dropped as much money as we're thinking they dropped for Bleach, unless again, Crunchyroll just didn't fight them for it. Like they said, we don't care. Bleach doesn't get enough views or something on our platform. Most people have read the manga. Nobody cares about the the Thousand Year Blood War or something. What if Crunchyroll backed off quickly or did Disney really push it? Because, again, they pulled everything off of Crunchyroll, so they got the entire property of Bleach from them. And I'm wondering, with that last quarterly hearing before this one, did they see, hey, we spent a bunch of money on Bleach. You guys said that was going to be really big. It wasn't. We've seen a huge drop. So, obviously, the anime thing isn't working for us. Pull away. Which sucks, again, like we mentioned before. You Typically, with this stuff, you want to do a long-term goal. You're not going to get the anime fandom to jump on your platform unless you keep consistently getting properties and you're supplying it well, it streams right, it's, you know, simulcast or whatever. You have to build that that trust. Otherwise, people are just going to go find it somewhere else. So, and obviously, Summertime Render, they failed miserably with that, except for certain regions that got it immediately. Here, specifically with the U.S., it took them forever to get on there. You're not building goodwill. And so it does make me kind of wonder if that is a sign that they're like, yeah, we're not seeing any increase when we just started this big anime push. I mean, we had Tokyo Revengers for specifically for this particular quarter that didn't do well for them, probably. So it it does give me all signs that if they aren't seeing an increase because of it, unless the streaming amounts is huge for their current audience, but their subscribers are dropping. So I don't know. I I, I, we never really figured they were going to stick with the anime stuff for very long i mean i sort of wanted them i didn't want i didn't want them to get involved because i don't trust disney but at the same time they were doing it well they weren't censoring bleach they weren't censoring summertime render so as long as they weren't touching it i was fine with them being a part of it but disney was the last person i want to pick i mean i wanted like somebody high dive or something to be more involved but yeah it's not it's no bueno um but at the same time expected Again, like I've said before, I think one of my reasons why I was okay with Disney getting involved because it was a focus for a non-U.S. audience. And again, obviously, it seems like that didn't that didn't pan out for them. They didn't see much success for it. So, yeah, another cool, interesting thing that came up here recently. Well, no, this isn't cool. Um, I was thinking of the other one. <laughs> uh, producer Maso uh, Maruyama spoke to AFPBB. He did an interview with them. There's, uh, I guess, full disclosure here. It's a possibility that he did this interview for the sole sake of the fact that he's got this anime coming up that he's working on. Um, but it was interesting no more in the idea that he, once again, another case of old director, producer, slash whatever, that's screaming about how the anime industry is dying. And I think the more interesting aspect that came from this particular interview was that he was pointing out specifically that 
Japan's going to lose the fact that it is the anime powerhouse to China. And the reason why he says this is because while they're, while Japan is sort of getting stuck in this rut, China is building up. Now, he does specify specifically that he believes that China has a lot of restrictions that keep them from being creative and stuff like that. So it's going to take time. But his whole point is that the moment that China removes those restrictions and allows creativity in China, they're going to take over. Like they're going to, they're going to take over the anime industry from them, which I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> there's, there's a couple aspects here. One being, I do agree with him in the regards of the production itself is already getting taken over by China. There's a lot of companies that outsource to China. A lot of animations outsource to China. I mean, that was what happened in uh, winter. We had so much stuff that was relying on Chinese animators that when China went to lockdowns, anime was pretty much being <laughs> delayed. Most of it Aniplex, obviously, but that's because Aniplex outsources a lot of stuff to China. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in really bad because... Bad? I, I'm real bad. Um, I'm going to say I, because I, I thought about this for a second because I, I, I love that the way he put this because it's interesting, but I also, so in one hand, I'm like vehemently agreeing with him. And on the other hand, I'm vehemently disagreeing with him because there is a structure in China that forces the, um, the creativity to be quelled in, in China and so in one like I said, in one hand, I very much agree with him. On the other hand, if that particular thing is removed and the creativity takes over, the very th- same thing that is keeping the creativity stuck is also um, keeping their their production uh, production very cheap. And that is the 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 funny thing that in one hand, yes, it will increase its creativity and they could take over, but the thing that is keeping their production values or their production costs very, very low would also naturally increase. They would end up in the same situation as Japan. Um, so it's it's this this weird aspect of yes, I agree, and yes, I and Unfortunately, I also disagree with him because that is the same thing that is keeping its costs low. Well, I mean, that's the case with everything right now. And plus, like I said, they're technically right now producing a lot of stuff out of Japan. It's just they're not creating their own IPs. Right. The thing that is keeping their their own IPs from being created is anything that goes against that structure that is yeah. in place. And that very same structure is also keeping the costs low because it's all subsidized. Oh, true, true. Does well, that make sense? It, because it's, it's subsidized. Tying them together a lot, huh? That's tying them together a lot. Well, that that I'm I'm talking about the CCP, right? It's keeping the costs low because it's subsidizing it, and since it's subsidizing, hey, we're we're giving you val or we're giving you. Um, uh, well, what I mean is a like, home and everything like that. As long right, as but I'm not produ- produced, I guess but, my mindset's not so much of the overall structure of the government, but more so just allowing some freedom, some creative freedom, not all freedom, 
but some creative freedom. Right, but if in if in, in any point losing, they feel, I guess. Yeah, just like just like with um um uh Hoyoverse. That whole issue was because of that. They didn't want to go against that um the the government and so therefore they were trying to protect themselves. Yeah. And that's Move out that's the whole point. Yeah. Move your base out of there. <laughs> Which just sucks because it's still still super censored. Um, I guess to give people some context here, Masao Maruyama is an incredibly influential legend in the anime sphere. So don't get me wrong here. He's, of course, known for producing some of the greatest anime of all time like Hunter x Hunter, Munster, Death Note, Nana, Perfect Blue. Pretty much everything Satoshi Kon he produced. Helsing Ultimate, Kids on a Slope, Tokyo Godfathers. Um, I just said that everything Satoshi Kon and I said again. Uh, but... So he he's very influential. Now, I will say there's a lot of what he's kind of arguing here has a lot to do what he has a problem with, why he thinks China could take over. I would argue and agree with him in the idea that, yes, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're not paying animators very well. There's not very – they're losing animators in Japan. And a lot of that stuff is being outsourced to China because it's cheaper. So pretty much everything's being animated – not pretty much everything. A lot of stuff is being pre, uh, animated outside of Japan and one of those places is China. And so I do agree with them in that sense. They need to support their animators. They need to pay them well. They need to essentially work for the future of animators, bring more people in, which right now it's not a very welcoming environment because, one, they don't get paid well, and, two, they're losing their jobs. <laughs> There's just a lot of things working against them. But I, I think the more interesting thing that came from him specifically was really talking about how that is sort of affecting the future and the production that they're doing. Because in his perspective, they're relying too much on the usual trends. Let's just say it. Like Isekais. <laughs> Isekais is a good example. They're turning out the same old stuff. I think he puts it mainly in the idea that they're so focused on, like, kawaii cute female characters that doesn't necessarily outshine America's Disney and France's art house productions in terms of creativity. I... This goes back into my longtime argument, and this is pretty much pointed at him and several other people. This goes back to my old argument of the idea that you're not looking for it. You're obviously not looking if you think that they're doing nothing but, as he puts it, hell-bent on cranking out money-spinning uh, genres like, again, cute female characters and stuff. If you think that that doesn't exist, you're not looking hard enough. Yes, like I tell everybody, if you look at any chart and you're scrolling through it and going, oh my gosh, it's a bunch of the same old stuff. There's nothing that's going to, you know, be creative and be in my mind. I'm looking for the next Steingate. Then you're you're not looking hard enough. You're looking at everything. And yes, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's just advertisements for source material or just stuff to sell figures. That's always going to exist. Pure, layback, enjoy it type of entertainment anime is still going to exist. And I want it to exist. Simple stuff, like, even though I don't personally care for Aristocrat right now, Aristocrat, Another World, whatever, um, that one, shrug, it's super shrug. It's it's literally copy-paste every isekai into one thing and not do anything on its own that's unique. But it's, for a lot of people, enjoyable. It's okay to have shows that are uh, farming life last season. It didn't work for me, but I want it to exist because a lot of people just watch it and go, this is enjoyable. It doesn't require you to think about complex character development moments or anything like that nothing super crazy is happening to the character that's changing their lives but it's simple enjoyable layback fun but don't mistake that that there's nothing there 
because I can scroll through seasons after seasons and show you the ones that are doing super creative stuff. Stuff that's really put... This season alone, Oshinoko, we have Heavenly Delusion. There's a ton of shows this season alone that's not relying on cute female characters to... Well, I and Ruby's cute, and Kana's cute, but <laughs> that's not relying on those. They're telling stories, and they're really pushing the boundaries. And to his point, if he's supported Satoshi Kon for so long, Satoshi Kon did Perfect Blue, very similar storytelling in the regards to the industry itself in Oshinoko. So he, the way that this is sort of worded is that sense of there's nothing there, that the anime industry is not doing creative things. They've always done creative things. There's always stuff that's breaking the norms. There's always stuff that's not in your typical check marks for what is going to sell to an otaku that wants figures of cute anime girls and to ignore that is like are you even looking are you supporting those that's the question mark i mean i i did a video on this whole topic and i listed out <laughs> a crap ton of shows that were totally breaking the norms and it was only a list of like the last two years things like case study vanitas call the night cyberpunk summertime render kageki shoujo 86 and I think too many people, and even he himself, is completely ignoring that creativity that anime is still investing in. They're not just doing cute girls. He brings up um, Disney and uh, France's art house. And I wonder, Which are both also copying and pasting a bunch of stuff. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, but I wonder if he's not so much talking about... Um, kawaii per se i mean and i i'm just trying to read between the lines and what he's saying here and i'm wondering if maybe he's talking about like ghibli he wants a ghibli but it, it, ghibli is is basically gone and there's nobody taking that spot because i i remember us talking um what was it a year ago or so and we were talking in general terms and one of the things that i said i think it'll be interesting to see where um where the future of um the the art industry will go in the future because at this point um hollywood's near uh, it's it's dying breaths you've got france which is not really exactly doing all that great right now either where will it go and i and i i really do kind of set my sights on on japan because that all the creative ideas are coming out of there now he's and looking a lot at of it, hollywood is relying on that, yeah so um and he's looking at it from his his perspective and he's saying there's nothing new coming here coming from here and it and and I and I find this interesting tidbit of is he looking for exactly what he says he hates he because he's looking for a corporate name he's he he says he specifically names uh France's art um art house or Disney uh America's Disney and it's like are you looking for a corporatism? Are you looking for a conglomerate? I, I think it's more he's pointing out that what Japan is churning out doesn't outshine 
what Disney's doing, not outshining what France is doing. What, and again, and I think it's in that element of worldwide recognition. Not, yeah, I mean, and that's why I said Ghibli that he's looking for a corporatism. He's he's looking for a big name that outshines but does everybody it need else. That, that? is the, he, is my I, I agree. Is that he my? Do, it doesn't. And that's that's my agreement. I think that he, the, he's what like he's how is that working for, for Disney right now? We it's just not. came out of a thing about them pulling back, and that and that's what I mean is I I'm 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 looking at it from my perspective, and I'm saying I I think that Japan is probably where the next name the next um the next place that, that art is coming from is going to be based there because the creativity is coming from there. The Western ideal is nearly dead. Um, and, and that's the frustrating part is nothing new is really coming from this side. I mean, there is. It's just that, that you have to go through all kinds of hoops. And I'm, I'm, I, I wanted to say something. I mean, some you kind obviously under- see that they're successful because China is dumping money into them. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. What's a better sign than that? Yeah, I agree. It's 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 one of those goofy things of what what is he seeing from his perspective outside of maybe maybe he's just seeing the glut of the kawaii and he's he's stuck on the idea of oh, well everybody has the kawaii okay okay I, I wanted to say a name I I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> He's yeah. He's obviously stuck on this aesthetic, and it's like. But again, like I said earlier, it's like, are you just looking at the billboards? I wonder. There. I wonder if um, he wants to do stuff, and he's feeling stifled, and he doesn't. And and it's and it's no. He's pointing out the fact that he's pretty much walking out the door, and he's concerned of the industry that he's sort of helped build. Because he sort of sees that, yes, obviously, he did a lot of great stuff back in the day. And, yes, a lot of it didn't really fall into – yes, some of it fell in the norms. Like, I mean, he, he did sci-fi and stuff. And sci-fi used to be the old set guy. He's done – he did uh, – um, what's it called? Ga- Galaxy Angels? Uh, Galaxy Angel. That's cute, girls. Like, th- don't act like you haven't done things that were part of this this trend. You're not some – but again, it could have been a lot of stuff where they're like, hey, can you just get this thing done? He's like, whatever, dude. I'll, I'll help produce this thing. It could have been a case where he didn't want to do it, but he has dabbled in stuff. And there's an argument to be made that a lot of his success – what time period? The big golden age. golden age of anime. And what was so great about that age – they had way too much money, and they were dumping it everywhere. This is when the economy was great in Japan. So no crap, a lot of this stuff that he... They were experimenting like crazy in the 90s because they had plenty of money to spare. He wasn't there for when it tanked, and they've been having to do the safe stuff because money's tight. And so there is an argument to be made that he's talking from this pillar of something that can't happen anymore. But again, I still I still argue that it's still happening. He's just obviously not seeing it or he's not looking hard enough because we do it every single season. We find those treasures in the season every single Yes, we'll still talk about the cute girls. Why not? <laughs> still I still enjoy it. But he's not seeing all this other stuff that's absolutely incredible that's been coming out ever since his golden age of it. It's 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 kind of infuriating. I I I I expect it from fans that don't look hard enough. But I hate when it comes from somebody like him. When it's like, you're, are you are you there too? Are you are you supporting the animators? There's a, there's a lot of arguments to be made here. That are you 
doing anything to really improve this? Or are you just yelling at the sky and not doing anything about it? Yes, I, I Go get I your cherry cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> go get your cherry cigarette and complain about how anime is, is terrible. Um, again, he's amazing. He's done a lot of great stuff. But what what are you doing right now? And I've, I've seen some people, I haven't looked into it, so I'm not really going to speak too much on it, but I've seen people argue that MAPPA is doing a lot better and stuff, but I don't know. It's 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 interesting. It, it's interesting. I, I Again, I would argue that he's technically could be possibly trying to push his new series. What was the series called? I, I'm blanking on it right now. It's the, it was the, uh, my gosh, I'm blanking on that. Pluto. That's what it is. <laughs> Pluto. He's probably pushing Pluto because he's working on that, so... Still, it better be freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, after after this whole this whole rant, he bet it better be amazing and not have a single cute looking character in it. <laughs> um, He'll probably make every character ugly just to spite us. Yeah, he warned the occasional successes of prolific approach have distracted Japan from systematically fostering next generation talent. Even China invests aggressively in young animators, and again, I. I agree with that. I, I can't really I can't really argue with that. Astro Boy is what it's based off of. That was the other name I was trying to think of. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll oh, see. Okay, Pluto. I I I got you. He that was the was it the predecessor to Astro Boy? Yeah. I mean, it's based the story's based on that universe kind of thing. So yeah, because he worked with Tezuka and everything. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate again if it, if he's actually being truthful here, his talk about the fact that he likes to kind of work on things that are difficult that he's pretty much named every studio that he's kind of built around the letter M like Madhouse and stuff all for the sake of because he's a masochist and he likes to work on things that are difficult. I give him credit, but at the same time, I don't, I'm not going to argue that he's, he's speaking from a, I don't hate good what place. he's, I don't hate what he's saying. Uh, it, it's just like, um, uh, my joke, uh, aside of, uh, Mr. Cherry cigarette, um, he, he does the same thing it, it, when he, when he bashes the anime industry, I think that what they, they're, they're saying it in, in ways that, um, technically are for lack of a better term, a, a little bit harsher, but it's a criticism of the industry. I mean, but again, it's, it's like, but what now? That, and that's what I'm kind of getting frustrated I, with. I, I, I mean, I we've agree. had this before with a lot of directors and stuff that come out and, pretty much burn all their bridges by saying, oh, I don't want Miyazaki. this industry. And it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? What did your studio have systems like QNA where it's supporting and training animators? Are you paying them? Well, what are you doing? Well, you've th- been there's... in the industry for this long and what have you done? Okay. L- l- this, this is my frustration. It's like, okay, who gets the, who gets the allowances for the, um, experimental anime? the 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 guy who did Yuri Kuma once in a while uh, he gets a an experimental anime i mean you get what maybe two three originals every season uh, i mean that's that that's at best that and and the, those are those are still it still feels rare when you consider all the backing that all these other companies are getting and that's because they have the production committee well mm-hmm. guess what the production committee wants to sell something can you sell an original? I mean, I'm being honest. I th- this is why we go back to what we talked about before. It, anime is an entertainment medium before it's an art medium. 
there is art involved. I I don't disagree the art artistic value in a lot of anime. Um, I think that uh, Ranking of Kings is an absolutely beautiful, artful show. But when it comes down to it, it's also an entertainment. Yeah. It, it, you can't get away from the in- entertainment value. If you have just a pure artsy fartsy, just a blob of colors on the screen, are you going to feel entertained? Yeah, you still have to tell a story. Yeah, you still have it's to tell a story. It's a visual and audio storytelling method. I mean, yes, there's there's silent films and stuff, but they typically have text. But um, yeah, I'm like I, I guess that kind of leads really well into the last topic that I want to get into, which is the recent uh, interview with uh, MAPA CEO uh, Manabu Otsuka. And I really found this interview extremely fascinating because it pretty much it echoes everything I've been saying for a while. Now. <laughs> it's like not to pat myself on the back because it's very difficult, but. Dang, um, everything that he's sort of been saying it was really, really fascinating. And I and I loved doing a video on this, which I broke down everything he kind of said. Um, but I, I think what kind of was interesting out of this was, yes, of course, a lot the 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 big uh, titles for all the articles for this particular interview was he says that Chainsaw Man was a hundred percent success. Like they they it was a hundred percent investment and they made back their money. It was a success. It was classified as a success, despite everybody showing sales charts from groups that couldn't get information about their what their actual website. But um, what was more interesting to me, like that part, I don't care. I mean, it is interesting and it does feed into the overall topic here. But what's really interesting here is learning about what MAPA's aim is. And yes, let's put aside all of the controversies behind MAPA, overworking people, they slept, they had to sleep on their desk because of crunch and all that kind of stuff. It happens in all studios, and I think people overblow it. But putting that aside, put a, put aside your, the, some people out there, their hatred for MAPA because of that stuff, and looking at the substance of what he's sort of unfolding that is essentially what MAPA has been working from and is building towards. And it's exactly what I've been asking for. This is exactly what I want every studio to do and i know that every studio can't do this immediately it takes time just like he's done so essentially what he laid out was that mappa has been building obviously a brand whenever you see mappa on a on a, a trailer people freak out mappa is one of the very few studios out there i think even more so outside of like kyoto animation if we see kyoto animation we get excited but i think the general public they don't know who kyoto animation is they know who MAPPA is. I think a general public does know Footable too, but MAPPA is a, I think has become such a big brand now. And I think that's a lot to do with Attack on Titan, obviously. Wit Studio was the same way. Wit Studio became what it is and its name recognition because of Attack on Titan. The larger fandom knows MAPPA. And whenever a trailer comes out for a MAPPA show, people freak out. And so what they've done is they built a brand. And what was really cool in reading this, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase this. If you want the full interview, read through. I do it on my video for this particular thing. It's called something like Chainsaw Man's Success and Mappa's Future or something like that. Um, What they sort of lay out here is that they started by doing what everybody else does. You go to production committees. They give you something to make. You make it. It's successful. They make all the money. And they were doing this over time. Over time, they built brand recognition. And they got to the point where they were so good that they were able to go back to the production comedians and say, we want more. They did exactly what I've been asking. Remember when I, when I made this big video about 
why animators get paid so little and it's not going to get fixed or something like that. My argument there was everybody demonized the production committees. But nobody ever acknowledges that it's the studio's fault too because they accepted that low money. Just like the, the guy from Gynax mentioned, they're giving them barely what we need to make in a show and they're accepting it. They were accepting it too, but over time, they eventually said, if you want Mappa to work on it, we want more. We're not going to do this for $4 million. We want this. And they were getting it. Bit by bit, they were increasing how much they were getting. And then they put aside that money, and eventually they got to the point where they said, all right, we just get, we just did Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen was huge, but the production committee made all the money. And we sort of want that. And this is where it gets into the idea of why he was let down by Chainsaw Man. He's seen that, how much Kaisen was making, and they said, okay, let's 100% invest in a Chainsaw Man. They became the producers 100% for Chainsaw Man. So, what does that mean? For those that don't know, production committees get all the rights to it. If they are the production committee, they get all the rights to it. They make all the money. They were successful. They made back their money. The problem is it wasn't as successful as Jujutsu Kaisen. So that was why it was a little bit disappointing for them. They wanted that money. They made money. They didn't make that money because obviously Jujutsu Kaisen is huge. I mean, them expecting that to make as much is foolish. But this goes into the future. Now that they've tried this and it worked. And the reason why it worked is because he sat down and learned how this system works. And that's what so many studios fail at is they, they rely on the production committee to handle all the money, how much they get paid, handle the investments, the returns, the licensing and all that kind of stuff. He sat down and figured it out. Thus, he became the production committee because he learned it. And then by doing that, and yes, Chainsaw Man actually making money for them, going forward, they're not going to do this all the time. He's like, no, we're not going to 100% invest in everything in the future, but... We at least got ourselves to the point where we can at least demand to stand on equal grounds with the production committees. Now they can stand at the table and go, I've done this before. I want an even cut. It's not so much, it's, it's him basically saying we don't have to take 100% risk because that's what it means. 100% investment means 100% risk. And if a show tanks, that means your studio is probably going to go under. He doesn't want to risk that every time, but he at least wants to say, I'm going to stand at the table and say, I want equal cut. I want to be part of the production committee, essentially. And this goes back to my whole argument that I said before. This is what I want every studio to do. And I, I kind of argue in my video, every studio, call them up and say, we can't get there now with 100% investment or even equal footing. How did you get there, though? Because this is what I think every studio should do. Don't sit there, as they kind of point out, being a bicycle in the bicycle route. We just sit there and you wait for them to give you money. You make something as, as, as hard as it is because you don't get much money, and then you go on the next project. Build yourself up to the point where you are the one that is investing, and you're the one that's making all the money. Because otherwise, you're never going to get bigger, and you're never going to be able to push back against a system that's obviously broken, as we've seen from his interview. We've seen with the guy next, uh, president guy's interview. We see him with every single interview. They're stuck in a bicycle route, stuck in the circle, and not building out of it. And I want every studio to do that. And it's what I said before. Kyoto Animation is like the prime example. They produce their own stuff. They have their own IPs. They create the stuff. They take the full investment. The full risk. And they make the money fully. 
But again, I understand that not every studio can do that. They can't drop $10 million to make a show all their own. They still need investors. But you need to at least say, I want more. We need more. We need more to be able to make this show. We can't keep doing this whole thing where we only have barely half of what it takes to actually produce it. And then we have to cut the animators or we have to ship it off to China in order for them to animate or Taiwan or something other country to animate for us because we can't afford it. It's it's incredible. It, I, I give this guy a massive amount of credit. And again, I don't know his full history. I don't know if he did something terrible. I don't really care. This interview right here is the framework of what I think every studio should build to and not be tools of the production committees. Thoughts? Sorry, I rambled. No, I um, I love it. I, the, the, this is brilliant. I I I give him all the props in the world, and, and, and I I thought of the same thing with like uh, Kyoani. the the main The main difference between uh, this guy and and Kyoani uh, is it seems like Kyoani's pretty much already got themselves built up. They they've they've got their their spot where they can curate their their. Uh, their talent and they they can just basically uh self-feed itself and whereas him he he's taking a different route where he's just the the guy's obviously a a, a brilliant business mind and the, i i agree that all the other studios need to well, I respect take the no- fact that he really kind of puts it in the idea that i just sat down and learned it yeah <laughs> like he just said i gotta do something and we're he points to the idea that Mappa, of course, has not been around for very long. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, I, I remember the first time that it, we that we seen their their uh, their logo on the screen. Yeah, I I I absolutely. And he, he kind of points to the idea that we're young, and so we don't we're not required to jump into the system. Instead, we knew that this can't last long, so we decided to build our own system, basically. And but it, now on the on the flip side, just being fair, um, this is a double edged sword. Uh, he he'll he'll have the power um, to stand up to this uh, the the production committee but on the flip side there there is this aspect um, in in their culture that is the the saving face where you 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 don't you don't bite the hand that feeds you because the the hand that feeds you can bite back really bad um, and they can be shunned. Um, hopefully, he will have enough clout that he can pull the pull that's it off. The key. He um, can do it because they're Mappa, <laughs> right? And 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 I so I hope that that it it doesn't. He he has. He's the probably ability. making a lot of people angry, right? No doubt. Exactly. But he's over there going, but we're Mappa, and look at this trailer. I hope that that's Don't you enough. want us to animate <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, there ain't no doubt there, but there, there's also be something that said that they probably couldn't do what they do with meager investments that a lot of these companies do. Well, it, it, it's not so much the... I mean, I agree. He he does have a lot of clout, but hopefully he has enough clout to do... Yeah. To do he didn't do this too prematurely um, that he... he that they're they're almost like uh we can't we can't really cut him out right now. And I think I think that's the sign and the idea that they did the hundred percent investment with with um, Chainsaw Man. Yeah. And and it kind of again goes with the whole thing with the guy next president and the idea of like even he says it here. Why do the bad customs remain? And he says, I understand how you feel. In the past, it was a time when you couldn't make money from anime, and they're stuck on that mindset. 
So if I was older, that is very true. I might have given up. But now we have people all over the world that see our work and we are blessed. That's why I I think we I have to do I have to do this. We have to fight while we have a chance. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna compound on that. This this is a very true statement. Um, the the whole idea behind um, if you go back and do uh, a little bit of research, if you if 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 you're one of these people that are more inclined, um, the whole idea be- behind the 23 um, frames per second is it 23 frames per second? Do you remember? 24, I think is it 24? Yeah. Um, the whole idea behind that was that they were uh, cutting costs. Um, it's supposed to be 30 frames per second or something. And they would cut uh, 29.9. Yeah. Yeah. They, they would cut a couple of frames just to save that little bit of extra um, uh, money. And, and, and so they would d- do little itty bitty cut uh, cost cutting. That's things. why CGI that's why, looks so jittery. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that they think it looks cool. That's that's where the idea of the steals a lot. There's a lot of things in uh, uh, anime that is at the time it was groundbreaking because it was saving costs. It was cost saving. And a lot of those things don't seem, they, they just cling on really hard and they don't want to let go. And, and this, the, this industry being as, as brutal as it is, is a lot of that. And, um, so I'm being fair on that, that, that whole point. I think, I think that is a very uh, important point. I mean, it feeds into everything else. Yeah. What he's sort of saying here, it feeds into everything else. That's what Japan, at least in the anime industry specifically, has a problem with is they're they're stuck in the past. Again, when they went into the eight, the 90s and stuff, they had this big boom in anime, the golden age. There was so much money pumping into it. The economy has this issue, and then you have them kind of pulling back. And they get into the state where everything needs to be super cheap. And as inflation happens, they keep to the same margin. We're going to give you this much. Well, things cost more, but we're going to give you this much. They They stick to what works. And they never change it. And that's even in it. So you have this little time period between the golden age, where a lot of money's pumping into it, and you have the now, where 50% of the anime industry's money is being made by overseas licenses. A lot of money is being pumped into the anime industry right now. That wasn't there when everything was crashing. But they're keeping everything the same. They haven't changed anything. They're making more money. And, and, it, and, I, and I assume, and I, I'm pretty sure, unless they make the deals well... The studios aren't making much from that. Inve- yeah, I think I've seen the charts, or I put the charts up before. They're ba- I think they're like barely 2% they're making from the overseas licenses, which used to be not much, and they didn't scoff. But now that the 50% of the anime industry is being fed by overseas licenses, they need to increase that number because that's where a lot of money is coming from. But no, the production committees are eating it all. He sees that. And so he's like, Jujutsu Kaisen made a fortune overseas. We need to have some of that money. And so let's make let's invest in this. And so they've seen it. He's seen it. He's seen the numbers because he did it. And now he's like, we have a chance that we can actually change this going forward because this is what's going to make us as production companies, the animation companies, make more money is we need a piece of that pie. So he's trying to set that standard. And I think it's great. Somebody had asked um, during one of my uh, live streams, they had asked. Ooh, uh, was it like two years ago? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um They'd asked me in 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 regards to the animators and and all that stuff, and I had mentioned 
that they have to fix it themselves. This yeah. is not this is not something that we as a Western audience can fix from our end. They have to fix it themselves. This is a sign of the one of the first that are standing up to try and fix the problem. They're trying to fix the problem. Um, I hope, that, like I said earlier, that that this that he has enough strength, enough backing of himself to be able to push it. That's what I'm talking about is the he's going up against the this culture that we're talking about where they don't let go of the old ways. Why? Because they've conditioned themselves. Um, it's it's a frustrating thing uh, when 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 us as Westerners look at the Japan market, um, it, it, the Asian markets in general, they, they all very much uh, rusty old men in, in the back corners. And then you also have these young, vibrant, new ideas that are that are clashing all the time. And so who has the who has the power is always going to be that ultimate struggle and i hope this guy has the the clout to be able to stand up against the system because once that system breaks i think that that's when we'll start to really true truly see anime vibrant and i could see like i had said earlier um i think that the uh, that japan could possibly be the new center uh, or the new Hollywood for a lack yeah. of a better term. I think the really cool thing that came out of this and he mentioned it with the whole thing with Chainsaw Man, the, the thing that was kind of disappointing for him and Chainsaw Man, despite the fact that, again, technically their sales on their website exclusives was not posted to anybody. Um, it didn't sell as much as he wanted, even admitting that. And so it's like the aspect of, yo, yeah, they, they sold a bunch that was never reported, but at the same time he is acknowledging it wasn't what he wanted. What was really cool, and I think the reason why he was so stuck on that, like he even says at some point he wants to create stuff that will bring in the people that want to buy physical goods. Um, the, the thing that was kind of interesting from that, and it plays into what we just talked about with overseas distribution being huge. They asked him, the anime industry is booming at the moment, but what are some of the potential risk factors, factors for the future? And I give him a lot of credit for this response. The most recent risk in the trend is, is the trend of overseas distribution. The platforms themselves. A little while ago, the pachinko business was having its heyday. Oh, Konomi. Poor, poor Konomi. <laughs> <laughs> but that too has calmed down. Demand changes over time. It is dangerous to rely on any one demand yep. and is important to be needed according to each era. So he himself, despite the fact that I claim that Crunchyroll probably paid them upwards of $800,000 per episode change on man because of how much they were pushing it. He even is biting that hand saying, but I won't rely on that. Again, noting the idea that he, that he probably seen how much Jujutsu Kaisen was making from overseas distribution. He was like, we want to get in on that. Let's do Chainsaw Man. And even still getting that money, he knows I can't rely on them. And this goes back to what I've been sort of predicting for a long time now is that I'm afraid I was predicting it ever since winter was happening when there was a big, massive boom in how much anime was coming out each season. I figured it was a lot of studios and companies trying to bank on how Crunchyroll and High Dive, Disney, Netflix is buying every license. And so it's easy money. They're making so much money from licensing overseas. And so they're trying to ch pump out as much show as possible. And I think he even knows eventually they're not going to license our stuff. Eventually, they're not going to license as much. But more importantly, they're going to stop 
paying as much. Crunchyroll wants to be dominant. So they're going to buy everything and they're going to pay, spend a lot of money for certain ones. But eventually that's going to stop. And I think he knows that. But more importantly, a good businessman is never going to rely on another company to make their money. That's just stupid. If he it, no, he if there's should going not to rely be, on Crunchyroll for if, making their money. If there's going to be a studio that streams their own show, it's going to be him. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing that kind of, kind of tickled my brain a minute ago is this idea of like, I wonder if eventually it will get to the point where he's like, all he's right, gonna let's start, create a company that does this. He's going to start the trend and they're all going to follow. Do you, th- are you going to go, con- is this a con, like a, like a this conspiracy is, theory? This is the breaking, this, the breaking is beginning. Does Chris see something in this? Chris is reading right between those letters and going, there it is. There's, there, streaming you remember service. remember i kept saying i want to see the whole thing shattering and and it and it re, rebuild it, he's gonna do it he's gonna do it he's my man <laughs> yeah I, I think the interesting thing is that he's sort of kind of laying it out as like being important to sort of know what is needed in each era so he obviously knows that there is different platforms different broadcasts different companies that they can work with but there is a big question mark as to what he really th- is he, is he talking about how it's distributed? Or again, I think it's more in the idea of who is distributing it. Not 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 saying that he's looking at Crunchyroll and saying we don't want to work with them. It's more of an idea that I think he acknowledges that. Again, I think he acknowledges that he there. The other thing that kind of jumps in my head is I wonder if he's acknowledging that he might not be able to work with Sony in the future because of how he's working things, because he's not letting them into the production committees. Because this has been a thing that I've been talking about for quite a while now, is I have a fear that a lot of these companies, why they don't break out of the norms, why studios still work with production committees, not just because they they are letting themselves suffer, it's because they know if they make an original or something and and do their own funding, they know they can't work with the dogs. Because if they go to a TV broadcast company, they'll be like, I want to broadcast our show on your network. Can we do that? And they're going to go, hey... Todd, yeah, um, do you know if they let us into the production committee for that one? Oh, they didn't let us invest anything? No, we're not working with you. There is an idea that it's not so much the production committee well, we as, as a title is bad, but more the idea that they hold the keys to every broadcast. Well, and, and we, we pointed out the idea of um, it. There's, there's going to be a power involved in um, Crunchyroll and, and Sony and 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 all these these companies on in the western side having influence in these companies and whether they want to or whether they enforce that or not it will eventually happen and it's it's just by the nature of i have the money i'm not going to give you money i'm not, i'm not saying you can't do that but <laughs> Um, I'm going to choose what shows I want, and that show is the one that I, d- I choose not to yeah. stream on my platform. And so those those shows will be less likely to be made, mm. whether they just, – just by the nature of who holds the money. So – This is where you high dive? Step in. <laughs> well, and there, there's that as well, but um, – I, I have is, to say, uh, sorry, Sentai Filmworks, High Dive, AMC, knock on this guy's door right now. Because if, if everything this, we're talking guy, about happens, you're going to have an open door. This guy is, uh, why I like this is 
somebody who is taking <laughs> now you've got me really stupid excited <laughs> we're going crazy with theories here this people. guy like this for the guy. last 20 minutes in onward we're, we're in spe- speculation territory by the way i what what i love about this is this guy has so much power that i don't even know if he even realizes the um what he is he's done um just by that statement alone, him, if he was to outcut, um, one of the things that I've been saying is the key, the, the guys who hold the gates and they, they, they are the gatekeepers and, and, and we are all stuck in this. It, and, and we had mentioned the idea if, if, if the producers themselves or the production committee, if the studios themselves do the shows and stream it themselves, they cut out all the middlemen. They, that's one of the keys to them making all the money they need. They yeah. don't need these companies. And he, I bet you he knows it. That's I bet what, you he sees it from yeah. his st- standpoint. He's like, why the hell do we need them to do our show? Yeah. And I, and this is what I talked about uh, a while back. I know how we can break this system. But I don't want to just give away my idea for free. But if he does it, there ain't nothing I can say about it. That's the thing. I love the idea that the company themselves making the money, not these guys. These guys are corrupting our product. And I hate that because I know that a lot of that has to do with the fact these people don't want to work with each other. Like Crunchyroll is able to work with them individually, but it, there's a fear that I have that a lot of these production committees and stuff don't want to work with each other. Because my my desire, because you can't do this thing where you have an Aniplex streaming service, a MAPA streaming service, and like you're not going to have like 15 streaming services all streaming at once. Nobody's going to go to each one of these websites, sub to every single one of them to watch a season. The, the hope is that these groups come together, and again, I, I don't think they want to work with each other, come together and create a independent group that handles all that they are the ones that have the servers that stream everything take the subs in sub, subs in distribute the subs and also has all the legal groups that's going to have all the licensing information and what's legal and um all the there is a lot of restrictions in certain countries about what can be on what areas because of what the content that it has and so you have a lot of that stuff happen like for example tokyo revengers you can't have that one be in you know, Germany or something like that, um, at least with a symbol. There is a lot of restrictions that they have to keep in mind. And having a group that handles all that, plus, of course, the subtitling, you have to have a translating group in there that is all the subtitling. If you can put all that stuff in that one little company that everybody is pouring into, you remove the middleman and you can distribute everywhere. That makes a lot more sense than having Crunchyroll or anything like that. It's just the more the fact that they're letting Crunchyroll handle it and thus... Just like with him and the production committees, he learned it so that he could do it so he doesn't have to rely on them. They have to do the same thing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one more thing out for you all. One other thing that makes me excited. It's somebody like this, if not him himself, who's going to break the censorship problem. Um, not, ne- not, not the overseas censor- censorship. He's going to probably... Um, at some point, if he can pull up, this is a, this is the type of person who is, um, if he can withstand this, 
And he makes it through this, and he actually shows that he has the power. He's the type of person who can go up against the government. And that 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 has me more excited than anything that of all these these things is a person like that that is willing to actually stand up against basically his entire um, industry is the type of person who is willing to stand up against a, a government if he has that much power. Well, the, the, that was the, the interesting thing that comes from this whole thing is it's one of those aspects of I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Mappa. Like, I, I appreciate their art style. I appreciate a lot of the animation Sakuga moments they've done. Don't get me wrong. But the stuff that they've adapted isn't, like, the most interesting stuff to me. Like, I, I've, I've long been tired of Attack on Titan. I finished the manga, so it's not like I'm watching that. Um, Hell's Paradise, it looks beautiful. But, again, not too fascinating of a story. Um, Chainsaw Man, I love certain characters in that show. I'm interested to see where it goes. From not, But I'm not, like, a massive fan I'm, I don't think there's really anything that they've done that I'm like, except for Eden Deities, I was a massive fan of that story. Um, but I'm not like a massive fan of a lot of the stories themselves that they do. They do adapt. But it's one of those things that makes me now really want to support them as a company. Because yeah. if, again, what he's saying is true here and that he hasn't done like terrible things in order to acquire the money that he's done, which I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people speculating on. This shows me, again, like I said earlier, what I want every studio to do, to rise up, get get buying power, get investment power, and claim these things so that you can make a decent amount of money from this stuff. Because, again, there's so much coming from overseas distribution, and that's money that you should be acquiring and investing, and I'm sure he's probably thinking that too, invest that money into something in the future. So it's it's... Like I said, there was so much in there. We talked a whole crap ton about it. There's so much in this interview that I absolutely ate up. And I, like I said, I welcome everybody to check out my video that I made on as well. Um, but I wanted to get this so Chris can get, so Chris can blow up the whole last paragraph. <laughs> and I was turned to this big speculation that he's going to rise up against Crunchyroll and stuff. He's going to overthrow the government. But no, that was my whole point that I was making in that video was like, um, with the aspect of Crunchyroll, he, know, he probably knows that Crunchyroll eventually is going to go. We're not going to pay that much. Or, you know, you got to work with us. Him eventually getting to the point where they can go, okay, cool. Hey, Todd, um, didn't Disney call earlier? Yeah, call him back. Or, hey, High Dive called us earlier, didn't they? Yeah, call him back. They have the ability to do that because, again, they're MAPA. <laughs> so having that name brand recognition is great. So really cool stuff really cool stuff and it, it, it is sad to think that there's probably never going to be another studio that will be able to pull that off unless because you you can only really have like three or so big brands because eventually you get to this point where there, well, there's so right many now, big brands known eventually it gets clouded right now sunrise has most of the power they're the power player in in general oh yeah and in general overall they massive massive money but yeah there isn't they're also kind of self-sustaining in the idea that their focus isn't so much anime but it's everything that comes around it like gundam right. it's mm -hmm. all about the gun yeah. complex. Yeah, i mean dragon ball <laughs> it's all about the the figures and stuff so yeah yeah and and and, it, and it, it's 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 funny because i i mean even when i when i talk about the censorship thing is it, i mean can you imagine going back to the old style i mean where they just held nothing back it, oh, it yeah. was all out there there was it, I, I, and, and, <laughs> everything. And now, now you have 
big black blurs across. Well, I mean, it's like Urusa Yatsura as a prime example. Yeah, Urusa Yatsura. Perfect There's example. There's so much uh, and it, I mean, humor in there that's lost because they don't have any nudity, so... And and that that's my point is it, is I'm not necessarily talking about your 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 off the wall stuff that you're I'm talking about your mainstream shows and this this is the kind of guy that is going to have the power to be able to do something about that stuff. yeah we'll we'll adapt it how we want to adapt it that's cool anyways uh that was a lot more long than I thought this mostly this podcast episode was going to be mailbag but we do have a lot of questions that we can go through but we do have some. Some pretty solid time to go through some questions because we're behind, as usual. Uh, Soul Resident says, I got a question for the podcast. In anime, what is considered the bar? The anime that you think is the line between what makes other anime good or bad? believe we've kind of talked about this at one point. We kind of, uh, somebody had asked us at the, about this, and, and we pretty, I at least I did uh, pretty much centered it around um kyoani um most most of your kyoani shows for me are literally i i would be hard pressed to find a anime from kyoani that i have not liked in some way shape or form i think they're all gorgeous um i believe that they just max out their sakuga um i wonder every time a new show comes from them how they pull off the stuff they pull off so if you're asking for an anime it's probably a kyoani so his bar for good and bad is if if it looks like kyoani or not it's it's bad if it if it doesn't look like kyoani it's bad bad, exactly (laughs) it's like okay my bar for what's good and bad is um ufootable so if it doesn't look like a footable it's bad (laughs) i mean i would probably put it in the range of something if you would if you wanted a studio probably studio dean because studio dean is kind of like in most cases they're very middle of the road and there's sometimes where they do some great stuff and they push above that bar and there's times where they don't do good stuff and they push under that bar so they're kind of a they're kind of a middle ground in a lot of regards, but yeah, I mean, going in things like Goofootable, Mappa, uh, Kiwani, Madhouse, that's when you're shooting up into the upper areas. Um, whereas, I guess Shaft is a good example of where you can be all over the place, <laughs> or how you can fall, how you can fall from that, fall that high from, area, fall from grace. Well, I, so I've never hard. been like a huge fan of shaft i think they were extremely artistic with with the monogatari series and stuff and, i think that was absolutely all sensei, a director. but but here in the last like few years they there's something happening there I've, I've been meaning to look into it more um and hopefully see if i can find something really cool about that but they've obviously fell and i don't know if they're ever going to recover and I'm, I'm thinking they're wondering i'm thinking they're putting all their hopes on madoka that it's going to save them and i don't know that it will unless they do something really crazy with madoka so but yeah, my bar would probably be around Dean. Like story-wise and everything, it's very difficult to really say. Um, I mean, if you look at my 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 anime list listings and any list charts, I I use the full spectrum. So it's anything in the five area is going to be that middle of the road. So interesting, interesting. Forest Man says, if you got a free two weeks tickets to an Isekai world after uh, you are automatically transported back home, um, where would you want to go? On the flip side, where you wouldn't want to go, we've ta- we've read this one like a million times. I don't think we've ever done the. I, I think we end up talking about where we don't want to go in response to what we where we want to go. I think the last time we asked this, I said 
very quickly um, killing slimes for 300 years because it seems like that's a very peaceful happy world like it's just nothing so far it seems very bad in that world everything seems very happy and, and laid back whereas like yeah when i think of things like re-zero or something it's like that sounds really dangerous and even like mushoko tensei that sounds extremely dangerous like yeah the your immediate thought is okay where's where's the show that has all my waifus okay i want to go there but it's like no you think about what's going on there like with ReZero, like dude he dies over and over again. I don't want to do that. Uh, Mushoku Tensei, displacement incident, to, to place of death and everything. No, I don't want to do that. Um, just thinking immediately on Go like, get killed what's by Orsted. Safe. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that's what's spoiler. safe. That's that's the important place. Yeah, um, safe safe wise. I mean, I I think the last time I answered, I I said something like going to uh uh, uh slow life slime world, um where where I'd pick up a whole bunch of uh slime uh slimes and as much and, as i don't care for farming really, life it's a, i was getting ready to say deal. i think that i'm gonna shift shift to farming life world i mean the the worst thing that you have have to work, deal with is dragons but i i get this really cool spear so but he doesn't say um, you get to be the bank character let's make that perfectly clear <laughs> and he's and he was demanding that we get pulled back after two weeks so i mean what happens to my my wife is i mean i I, I'm obviously going to have a million and a half girls in that show. Um, yeah, that sucks. Oh, uh, okay. I got to have an answer then. As much as I don't care for the show right now is cheat skill because at least I'll get buff and come back and be buff. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll just I'll be over overpowered in this. And, and you're and you're in in a house that is protected by a bo- boundary and you don't you have to worry about everything from yeah, in there. Get, yeah. You, there you go. There you go. And then come back buff and there you go. So that seems that sounds like a good and then option. You're, you're you're super super hot. Yeah, I'm super hot. Yeah, I get turned super hot. That's the most important thing. It's <laughs> turning super hot. Uh, Gudako says, "Which starter did you are you picking for the new Pokemon games?" I haven't I, like I didn't play Pokemon for the longest time until Shield, and um, I don't even remember what the fire one I think is what I picked with Shield Sword and Shield. I usually pick the blue one, and in the worst case scenario, I pick the green one. The OG one, I I picked um, Bulbasaur, which he was he was he was mad OP. Yeah, I always use use tend, tends to be the water. The uh, only reason starter. I chose the fire one in the in the Sword and Shield is because the other two look stupid. Plain and simple, <laughs> the other two look stupid. <laughs> I went by visuals. <laughs> I went by looks alone, uh, whereas uh, technically Bulbasaur wasn't like... I mean, I think most people like Charizard because he was a lizard dragon thing. Whereas no, he was freaking OP. He <laughs> was OP. I mean, uh, th- my gosh, dude. Bulbasaur turned like massively OP later on. Yeah, my, my and stuff. I literally just picked because blue. And then it, if it's not blue, it's green. So I go... Is there green. ever a Pokemon where there's not a blue one? Yeah, it's either blue or green. Sometimes they they do grass instead of the water. Oh, oh, oh. so it'll be like I did Bulbasaur, or I'm sorry, I did uh, the uh, War Tortoise, and then later on I did the Gecko one because uh, well, the original one had both water and plant. Then I would have went with the water. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, God Serena uh, Serena eight thousand and eight. YouTube has strict copyright ro- laws that have prevented you from putting clips on your videos. Uh, I was wondering, is there another place you can make videos like YouTube without copyright? strict copyright? No. Every single streaming service, unless it's located in another country, is going to have restrictions of copyright. Now, 
whether they enforce that or not is the question. And obviously with YouTube, they give the copyright holders way too much power. And basically all the copyright holder has to do is say, we don't like this. And literally you get a strike or whatever. Um, or basically they're claiming that they'll take legal action. The whole idea of why YouTube enforces so much is one, they have an algorithm that can find it, which that's something. The only reason that you can get away with it really easily elsewhere is because they don't have some sort of system in play. But eventually when those companies get bigger, they're eventually going to have to have, they're going to have companies come after them and they're going to have to start enforcing and they're going to have to create an algorithm like uh, Google. That's the problem. It's just easier for them to find it in YouTube. So it's easier to enforce. It's not welcome anywhere, unfortunately. Um, but no, the, the 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 bigger problem with YouTube is more the fact that they, at least for the sake of your question, the problem that YouTube has is that they don't let me have region restrictions because it's legal here. It's copyright legal for me to use footage here. It's just not in Japan, and they will automatically broadcast it to Japan, and thus that's why I get in trouble. So that's what YouTube really needs. But yeah, there's no there's no company that you can go to besides ones that are an area that that don't enforce copyright and even in those areas there are technically national or um worldwide restrictions and stuff that they could apply but good luck going after them that's just like uh a lot of your anime pirating sites there are and servers in areas where the laws can't really get to the laws exist they just can't get to them so yeah interesting though I ended up putting our music podcast episode on Rumble. I meant to put it on Odyssey as well. And it went up there fine. <laughs> I don't know how long until something will go, hey, take this down because this has, because uh, I put it in with the clips of the LPs and EDs. So. And it worked. So The only problem is a lot of those other sites you can't really make money on. That's the unfortunate thing with YouTube is it's the only place that you can make a lot of money. So. At least yep. passive income, not requiring people to go on Patreon and stuff. If we had tons of people supporting on Patreon and stuff, I'd be more than happy to jump over to some other platform if that's where people want me to be. Just it doesn't pay the bills, unfortunately. So, Fun question. Who is your favorite Chainsaw Man character so far? The most fascinating and the most interesting is Makima. Not to say that I like her because I think she's technically not a good person deep down, but she's the most fascinating and the most interesting character. So I'd probably say Makima overall is... Because she's like, of all the characters throughout that first season that I was actually interested in, like that developments and everything that I was interested in was Makima. Like she has this aura of WTF around her. <laughs> like who is this person? What is she doing? Holy crap, she can do that. Um, she has the most mystery. And of course, what is her intentions? And I don't think they're good, but we'll see. I didn't have a lot of interest in power. the show. Kobane? Uh, Are you Kobane or Power. Well, I don't. I didn't get to Kobane. Um, oh, you didn't power, get to see the screeching girl. I, I I got amusement out of the the few minutes I watched Power, um, but if I was to watch it, like I had said before, uh, it would have been for Rize. I was I was really saying that I think that he that you would really be interested in Makima. Like I just assume that she would be the one that would capture you. Really? Because um, she's super super interesting. Like just what are you? <laughs> Very manipulative. What are you kind of character? What Chainsaw Man EDs is your favorite? Um, I didn't watch any of them, so I can't comment. You would on probably that. like the Link to Cite. He did one for it, which that would probably be. I don't know. It's been a while, so I don't really remember which one was my favorite. But I did. I did enjoy Link to Tosite's uh, one. Where would each of the characters' perfect date be? 
Where would each? No, of the I'm not commenting on that because all I know is there's a restroom issue in one of those characters. As a restroom? Oh, <laughs> power doesn't flush. Power doesn't flush. <laughs> it's just it's too great. Well, well, one it. from what I understand, one treats treats the main character like a dog, and the other one has a restroom problem. So, I, why would you want to date either of them? The, the, the you know the, the response is never gonna mind. Be, I never mind. There's them. a lot. I can, <laughs> the response would be, I can fix them, Chris. No, you can't. Uh, you cannot fix. Can't, um, no, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, if you were to design your own devil, what kind of devil would you design? I was, I was thinking about that when the show was airing. There was something that came to my mind that was like, I mean, obviously, I think something like a death devil would probably be like super massively op um and i think i was theorizing one of the characters could have been that um but that makes sense to be like the most op devil that i can really think of because the idea of death for those who don't know the concept that they reveal within the first couple episodes of chainsaw man is that the more fear that is around a concept every concept and object can be a devil and or i don't know if there's a limit but that's what they kind of insinuate so you can have a coffee devil you can have a tomato devil um, as long as it's a concept, it can be a devil. And the more powerful the devil is, dependent on how much people fear it, or at least it's in their minds. And so, again, the idea of a death is in everybody's mind. We have, we're mortals. And so the idea of death makes people fear it, and thus it would be extremely powerful. That was the whole concept behind the, the gun devil that is eventually revealed in the show, is this idea that it they were trying to fight back against the devils, gave everybody weapons and people use them for bad. And thus everybody became terrified of them. Um, and that's what made it super powerful. So yeah, yeah, I think death would probably be the, the most craziest one. So <laughs> I don't know what else. I mean, th- there, there is a humor to be made in the idea that there is the idea of car devils and coffee devils. And so thinking of something that's super absurd, like a, I don't know, a, a waifu devil, <laughs> A yandere waifu devil or something turns into an actual devil that runs around and kills people <laughs> would be hilarious. It's just the question is who does the yandere devil like? Who does the yand- who who is spared <laughs> if they're spared because sometimes yandere love them to death. I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. I mean, because me not having the context to a lot of this i i i only get little tidbits from andrew so i i love the concept of the idea of uh a devil being based on a fear and so i think that it would be interesting i mean you you've got uh different different ideas of these deep rooted fears i i I, I want to eat a uh, waifu. I, I really, really want a dog waifu that that, 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 that is kind of and she would be perfect for the Yandere uh, character uh, for your for your show. So, yeah, I, I think a, a dog, uh, a dog devil would be perfect as long as it's a waifu. As long as it actually as long as there's a certain ratio of human form to dog. Form, yes, definitely. It can't, must be, can't be yeah, too can't, furry. Can't be can't be this weird uh, so dog how, how head fu- thing. So, OK. When is it when is it too much? Because I think this is a very important question that I've seen posed and I've I've always kind of want to talk about this. What is too far for um 
Chris like, is Chris's furry level girls. Like yeah, like so is it <laughs> is the fur do is there is there fur allowed uh, on all the body? They they've got a, a picture of the 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 the, the level too far to furry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the too far to furry uh picture. Ears definitely, right? I think it I think ears, it was human mine, ears or mine no. was huh? Human ears or no? No, no, I need I need the dog ears. No, Absolutely. I mean, you're going to have the dog ears, but do you have human ears too on on my devil? On your perfect on dog my girl. waifu. Your perfect, I, I don't your I don't need I don't need human ears. Okay, no no human ears. Um the dog nose. That is my that's, that's my <laughs> that's my that's my level where I I go back and Sometimes forth. Sometimes I don't works. I don't need the fur. I don't need the fur. Okay, yeah, definitely no fur. I I I'm, I, I'm I on don't the same the page. Fur. No fur. I'm uh, I'm yeah I'm I'm on the same page no ears no human ears I, I'm but I am very mixed on the nose thing I am really mixed because yeah. the the nose sometimes thing the art, right, it, sometimes the art style works but yes. sometimes but thinking in like when I think of like an actual living in our world not mm-hmm. an anime I think it would be weird it would be weird. I think it would be weird um, <laughs> I'm it, okay but, with the whiskers. The whiskers yeah, I can do are the, fine. I can do the whiskers. Like on the almost uh, two And I don't peaks. mind. I don't mind the tail. Uh, like Roxanne, I think is probably about. Perfect. I almost like I uh, the 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 lip thing. If not that, nose, yeah, the, the, lip lip, thing. the lip thing. That's another question mark area for me. I think it's kind of weird too. If I think of it in a real world setting, mm-hmm. I think it would be weird because people actually do that. They mutilate their mouth to do that. It's super creepy. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's a big no for me. The paw hands. I think yes, but I think functionally it kind of is unsettling. Yeah, it, like I yeah, think it's it, cute. It but is at the same cute, time. I be it, it, I feel really bad for them because yeah. they couldn't do <laughs> couldn't jack do squat in the world. <laughs> I'm making I'm making this way too realistic, but so I think that's I think well. That's we can no. have we can have the pad. Yeah, I guess it's longer fingers. It's not just yeah, the yeah. short hands. Just you can have the pad. You get the pad. Yeah, so you have like a middle area. Um, tells a definite yes. It, it tells absolutely, and it could be super fluffy. Yeah, definitely don't want that one without hair. Poor Yuki's really like, creepy. I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Yuki's like, oh. so look at me. I need an example, Yuki. I need an example. Um, so what kind of ears are you looking for? Like floppy ears, like these? Or are you floppy looking ears, for like absolutely. the straight up ears? I don't. I don't mind the. I don't mind the straight up ears, but I. I love the floppy ears. You like the floppy ears too, like Persena, floppy ears. It's cute. Um, what else? What other f- aspects? I think the, I, I think the big killing point for me, honestly, is just the full body fur. I just, yeah. I can't do that. I just can't do that. No, I don't mind it. I just, I prefer not. I mean, it, it, I, I, it, that, I, like I said, I, my level It was, might be Mafu Mafu. It might be Mafu Mafu. It's it gotta be, be soft. Fluffy. It, it has might to be, be fluffy, soft. fluffy. It has to be soft. But you have the tail to work with. I don't know. <laughs> Wow, this went like a tangent. Um, thanks for the question, Conserina. <laughs> Which had another one. Um, unsolicited opinion. Bleach t- uh, Thousand Year Blood War is shaping up to be better than Naruto Shippuden, as well as possibly the five best shonen arcs take. Man, that was a hot take. Um, I haven't seen it. Shippuden kind of lost me at some point. So, and Bleach is technically my favorite long-running shonen of all time so it's easy for me to agree i i i i wasn't gonna go in that direction but yeah I, i'm saying the same thing is i i think what I, is your I, top five what's your number one of all time 
Sh- uh, Bleach. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were disagreeing with that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I didn't go f- from the angle that you were going oh. from. Um, my my I didn't technically watch it. Um, I do still plan on watching it, but um, since I didn't watch it technically, I can't comment on it a- as far as the anime is concerned. But I did read the manga, um, and I know the stuff that's in there. I don't know how far y'all got, but it was freaking. I've loved it, especially one of the biggest reveals in that that particular section, which I still need to find out if if you guys got to see that. Yeah, I think my only concern that I have with this, if you're talking about this particular arc, I think my only concern that I have right now is more in the aspect of it sort of revealed something here, like right at the very end of this particular um, this particular adaptation point that sort of bugged me and it's this aspect that's sort of technically been there for a while and it's this idea of the i'll just say the best way i can say it without spoiling things is this idea of a character being sort of the every person like he is connected to everything and it feels it doesn't bother me but at the same time it's kind of one of those things of like yeah of course (laughs) of course you're tied to everything um and, and that sort of bugged me but i've always loved ichigo as a main character he's he's literally my my reason for loving that series so much i think he's like the best like shonen protagonist in my opinion just because his no nonsense personality like i always point out when the guy jumps onto his bed and he's like introducing himself as this next big villain he's like get off my bed dude and then he kicks him out the window and then he goes over to him he's like oh so you really do want to know who i am and he's just like no let's just get this done and over with you want to fight me right let's just get it like he just doesn't care i love it so Death Metalhead says, hello, gentlemen. Welcome to Death Metalhead's absurd scenario time. A lolly, sundere, magical girl flies in through your window one night and offers you uh, two tempting choices, Baka. It's Baka, by the way. Uh, Choice one, your top five waifus will be summoned into the real world in your room right now. One of them will be randomly be chosen to uh, become filled with doki dokis about you instantly. The other four will be angry realizing quickly that you're the reason they got a sekai in the world and will probably try to kill you. The magical girl will not try to protect you in the scenario. Humph. Choice two, you get a sekai into the world of one of your top five waifus at random, and your waifu is guaranteed to fall in love with you uh, when you meet there, when you meet her. But you will be summoned to a random location in that world and will have to survive while you try to find her. Of course, the magical girl will not accompany you. In this new world, why would she care what happens to you anyways? Which scenario would, would you choose or you ask the magical girl to make happen and why? Which one was likely to play out in your favor? P.S. There's no hidden third option like asking the magical girl to stay with you. If she did, she would be convinced all the lollies uh, at Chris's lolly orphanage to imprison you within a magical barrier while you begin to plan your world domination. Choose carefully. See, I want to say Mashoko Tensei so I could be there with Roxy, but at the same time, it's, I immediately think of, like, there's literally, like, a two and five chance that I'm going to end up somewhere bad. <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of continents there that I'm just not going to... I mean, I don't think I would even survive in the central continent, honestly, but... <laughs> um, the the fact that you have to go find them is the difficult part. The only the only wish that would have is that a certain somebody that found technically... Um, I'm, I'm avoiding that one. Um, I would hope that certain somebody would find me and help me out. And I would have to act like a little child. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would just have to act like a, a small child for a while. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't really think of... There's not many isekai worlds I would want to go to for the sake of a waifu character. That's technically like the only one that would probably even try. But the idea of them bringing them to you... So does I that mean, mean, so does that that mean you choose... All you, you, have choose. Cho- you have to choose... You basically have to choose... Um, you would have to hope that the one that likes you, that you want to like you, is more powerful than the other ones. And I think that's actually a more safer option. So are you choosing Roxy over Rim? Oh, yeah. Wow. Roxy's way better than Rim characters. Wow. And you can chop that up with the fact that Rim's kind of been not doing anything for a while now. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. Do I go to... Because, I, I mean... None of the none of my perfect waifu's worlds excite me in any way, shape, or form. And going to chase down my waifu in a world that is going to absolutely decimate me in every way, shape, or form is probably not not viable. So then I have the choice of having four very angry waifus that are probably all uh, absurdly overpowered. <laughs> And destroying me. Fiyako destroying Tama and everything. (laughs) There there is no good option. So I I guess I choose to go into the Dagum Lolly Orphanage uh, jail. I mean, at least then I have cute uh, lollies. He said there's no third option. No, I mean, the third option is me going into jail. I mean, I... I... And and planning my world domination, which I'm not going to be able to to succeed in because I'm in a lolly orphanage jail. So, yeah, yeah. Um, death, death, or or jail. I, I guess I go with de- jail. So, Carbon said, "Edit changed question because I think this one's better topical." What series are you thankful the other uh, Taki Spirit brother told you to give a go? So for Chris, maybe a show we weren't really checking out. And then thanks, Andrew. Pestering, crossed out, insisted <laughs> you did, and really enjoyed it. Cough, Onimai, cough, and vice versa for Andrew. Well, of course, Onimai, but, I mean, we already did that. Um, was there another show that you had me watch? I mean, was I didn't, I didn't much care for S- Summertime Render. I remember there was something, I think, oh, a while uh, back 86? that I pushed you. I, I mean, I don't remember you really being super happy about getting into that one, but there was something else that I, I remember. I enjoyed it, though. Was it? Um, I who, wasn't who pushed thrilled who about on, it. Who pushed who on Gotchaman Crowds? I pushed you on that one. That would definitely be one, if that's the case. I mean, you did kind of like um, All Said and Done, uh, Steinsgate and... Madoka. That was everybody, though. <laughs> that was everybody, though. That's like one of those you 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 have to. Uh, Madoka. No, I hated. Um, it wasn't until well, I got the movies and rewatched it that exactly. I, enjoyed it. I mean, but I finished it and I didn't like it. You didn't care for the pacing, if I remember right. Yeah, even though you didn't hate the there's show. There's apparently not any difference. But I guess I mean thrilled about it. I guess is really more the what he's asking. So I. Yeah. Did we both watch Shogun Roku at the same time? Yes. I think we did. I think that's when we actually used to actually watch stuff together. <laughs> um I can't think of anything else though. That's 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 the big the big ones I think here recently. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think we both started watching A Sin as a Bookworm at the same time, too, and Mashoko, so that's not anything different there, either. Mm, what else? Forrestic Man, why do you say this idea of, and technically so often? Because, because I, have verbal t- I have verbal tics. <laughs> well, just, just, I should actually just raw release a podcast episode so they can hear how many times you say, um. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's obvious because there's technically things often with it. I mean, what's the wrong technically? I actually believe I am a stutterer, and um, I have learned to get around it by uh, filler words, and those are just my verbal tics. That's my go-to. Good morning. Uh, God Serena said, good morning, gentlemen. I'm currently cooking up a question, and I hope it comes out mighty savory. With a hint of garlic, a hem. When was the last time you met someone while you were out that was an anime fan? I'm always wearing anime t-shirts to the gym. Um, do y'all wear merch outside? If yes, what are some of your favorites? Could you post pics of them on Discord? That, that's it for now. I'll return to the kitchen. Eat up, champs. Andrew, postscript. What do you think the Berserk announcement is going to be? Uh, or if it already happened, what do you think they predict? I think that was the announcement for the, um, that, what was it, the compilation movie film, whatever they were redoing or something like that. Um, no, I don't wear anime merch outside. I did when I was like in junior high and stuff. Um, I don't normally find anything that's really kind of, I'm not like a stylish person, but at the same time, a lot of anime t-shirts and stuff are a little bit too much. Like they just look tacky, but the last time I ran into my old job, there was somebody that was working like way back in um, one of the labs in the back of the of the company that I ended up finding out was an anime fan. So that was kind of a a fun thing to actually have somebody there because most everybody else that was working there just hated it. <laughs> it was kind of frustrating, uh, which I, I didn't mind so much more the idea that just really difficult to connect to people because most of them were into football and stuff like that. And I just had, didn't have anything to connect to. But, um, yeah, it's not really, I mean, there's a, there's a couple shops that we've been to around here. There's people that were into anime and stuff, but it's not much. Of course, I don't, I don't look for it, especially now because I'm, I'm literally like just locked in watching shows and recording stuff right now. They don't really go out much, sadly. Yeah, most of the, I, I mean, with the new job that I had went to, I had bumped into a few people who enjoy anime. I, I wouldn't call them anime fans per se. They're normies. Um, they're normies. Um, yeah, so I watch get... Naruto, and you're like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I but uh, occasionally uh, working over at the shelter, I uh, folks would come in and and I'd see a shirt. I mean, the biggest one that I got a massive kick out of was like I I think I'd mentioned the story a while back of somebody coming in with Hana Kokun's uh, uh, shirt and, and me actually knowing Hana Kokun threw that person off so much. And, um, but yeah, I, 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 that one is, I mean, such an obscure anime that for me to know that is obviously that person is big into anime and I'm obviously big into anime. So yeah, that, that's, that, that is fun to be able to point those out. TCB says one anime you swore you'd never watch, refuse to watch for whatever reason. I I, th- I think I've already mentioned this before. JoJo's. <laughs> I just 
it does, not that I have anything that I hate about it, other than the fact that I'm not a fan of the art style. Um, I just sort of refuse to watch it because I don't want to become a JoJo one of those <laughs> one of those JoJo fans. A JoJo fans just they're JoJo fans, and I don't want to become one where I where every single time I'm. Re- <laughs> Do you guys really want me to review anime where I literally go? So I was watching the show, and my gosh, that was a Reddit reference. (laughs) And I remember, like, the third ep, like, that would literally be the review, is I would have a list, and I would have to tell you every time there was a quote-unquote JoJo reference in it, um, according to me, and I don't want to become that. And that's all I really, whenever I run to JoJo fans, it's all, like, like, diehard JoJo fans. It's, like, all they talk about is this JoJo reference. It's like, okay. So we watch anything lately? It's JoJo reference. But no, that's the that's the only, I will eventually watch it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just it's it, it, it the the fandom has sort of ruined it for me, and that happens. So it's at the lowest end of my uh, list of shonen, and that says something. If I'm more inclined to watch One Piece than JoJo, <laughs> I don't think that's saying anything negative. I I've been wanting to watch One Piece for a long time now. There's obviously, <laughs> and then it, the question mark with One Piece is always: Is it really that good, or is it just everybody's been been so locked in for so in long? For They're so like, long. you can't not like this. We're here too long. You must enjoy this now. <laughs> so like a thousand episodes in, and are like, this is so great. Really, it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that it's bad now because I've invested a thousand episodes into watching this show. Um, there is that aspect. I don't know if there's anything really else that I've kind of swore that I don't really want to watch. I think everything yeah, else I is pretty much open game. I don't game. necessarily... And like I, I said, I, I, there's a chance I will, I'll still watch it, but... Yeah, th- th- there's... Okay, something came to mind, but it's more along the lines of uh, a show that is literally in the dark realms of the dark that I won't watch. <laughs> um, and yes, y'all can speculate all you want. It's, it's probably that one. Um, no, I'm not big on specifically saying I won't watch something, so... I mean, I've watched some really weird shows. <laughs> I've been places, son. I've been I've places. seen stuff. <laughs> um, so there's not really anything I won't watch. I just choose not to watch dark shows right now. That that's just my choice. But not specifically refusing to watch them. There you go. There you go. We'll wrap it up there. Um I was hoping to get more questions in, but we're running long, so maybe I'll just do another another run through of them later on i think it actually worked out to be better a format it was just kind of condensing the news down to the more important stuff and just hitting up the the mailbags because we finally managed to kind of creep into the last i don't know three uh we got up to like three months ago and that's good um and <laughs> i don't like them running that long but yes uh we appreciate you guys listening i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode again we're at talkaspear.com that's where all of our links are social media links discord all that good stuff to join a great community of people on discord we also have our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash spirit. Greatly appreciate everybody's support. And as usual, fantastic support from you guys for Patreon, um, tips link that you guys sent us, members of the YouTube channel. All that stuff means so much to us. And we thank you guys, and we hope you enjoyed, and you all take care. Oh,